To the Monica Matthews Show, Life, Love, and Liberty. Happy Monday. Today is the 27th of March, 2023. Coming to the end of March, rapidly approaching our spring season of all things beautiful and blooming. I know many of you are struggling with allergies, <laughs> um, but I would encourage you not to fear. Fear is the number one thing that contributes to your allergies, as a matter of fact, because your immune system is ultimately affected by what you think. Welcome back to Life, Love, and Liberty. Uh, A lot going on in the country today. Never a dull moment. Um, I'm going to read something to you. Uh, Sadly, we have had uh, breaking news today of a school shooting in a Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee. And it appears that the um, mass shooter, which is really kind of bizarre, considering that statistically uh, proven that, or statistically speaking, uh, it is normally not a uh, crime uh, that involves females, right? If you look back through the history of school shooters, you're not going to find a, a plethora of female shooters, right? This is very random as, as we think of school shooters. Now, I, I would like the record to show that I've been saying for the better half of a year and a half now of all of this trans rise throughout the country that what you are going to begin to see uh, in the future, right, with, with these little people, I thought we had at least 10 years to prepare for the mass uh, crime rates that we will in fact see occur across the country on behalf of uh, these little people who have been told that there are no inherent dangers to altering their biochemistry. I have, I have submitted to you for the better half of a year and a half of really the height of this, this fight that is now becoming normalized in certain parts of the country, um, in certain social circles and churches, by the way, that this will become the norm because children are going to grow up in this trans, detrans, completely hormonally outraged and imbalanced and unnatural and inorganic, and they're not going to be in their right minds. And so you should go ahead and expect more of this. I just didn't think it was going to start now. So 28-year-old Audrey E. Hale identifies as a trans person killed, murdered three children and three staff members of a school of which she allegedly attended. So uh, there's still details about that on my end coming out. Um, But just looking at some of the artwork um, on her social media and understanding that there's, there's been a real... There's been a real um, a real push for all things anti-Christian right now across the world. This is nothing new, by the way. <laughs> like some of you are like, oh, Israel has outlawed anything Christianity. I'm like, well, okay. I mean, you do understand the the impetus. You do you understand at 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 at, at whom at, at whose hands Christ was actually into whose hands Christ was actually delivered to be crucified. Notice I didn't say murdered. It's because he laid his own life down. Amen. And that's really important to remember during this resurrection season, during this death, burial, and resurrection season. He was not murdered. No one took his life from him. So for those of you who are super busy hating on Jews over that, you can just lay that down. But this whole hatred of Christians, 
might be new to you in, in your generation or into my generation, but this is nothing new. We see what's happening with the Nazis in Ukraine, which, by the way, we are funding as taxpayers. Your taxpayer dollars are going to fund Nazis and ISIS and others and mercs, mercenaries that we have funded from the United States of America. You are funding that to shut down and murder Orthodox Christians. And some of you are totally fine with that because they're Russian. I mean, I think you need to reevaluate your faith if you're okay with that. So these killings follow the state's banning of medical transitioning of minors uh, and adult cabaret drag performances in front of children. So so people are saying that there's like this backlash, like this is what this is about. And I have not perused her social media uh, to know whether or not um, she was outraged about this, but she's clearly dressing as a uh, a young man in one photo still kind of looks like a girl, um, but a 28-year-old female who identifies as he, him, and uses the name Aiden, right? And now she is dead. So there's a number of things to address with this because really at the root of this, everyone else is going to get completely entangled in in the undertow of the conversation of gun control. But I want to stop for just a minute, and I want to address this young woman. I want to address Audrey, who identified as Aiden. And I want to address I want to address Audrey from a ministerial perspective. Okay, because I'm not a mental health counselor. I'm not a mental health professional. That's not what I do. But I'm a spiritual minister. I'm a minister of the liberating gospel of Christ, which in my humble opinion is inerrant truth about who and whose we are. We were created to be. And our Father did not make mistakes with our biology. Now, that is not to be confused with people who legitimately do live with a chromosomal mapping that does it never allows them to feel as if they are embodied in the correct body. And that is a very real medical condition. It is also something that I believe it can be a spiritual component of genealogy and things that are passed down through the bloodlines that I 1,000%, 1,000%, 1,000,000,000% believe that the blood of Christ the creator of all things, can remedy in the way of bringing it back together in consistency with the order in which it was created from the foundations of the world. So I believe someone's biology can be transformed. Their RNA, their DNA, all of that can be transformed transformed by the application and the knowledge and the and the petitions with regard to the application of said blood that redeemed all of creation including Audrey Hale and this is not going to be a popular opinion some people would be very offended that I'm having this conversation um, in this way, with any semblance of of mercy or grace toward this young woman who is obviously not in her right mind or her right body with the right spirit, because she's now taken lives, six innocent lives are gone, right, and so this will not be the last. you can count on that because because. We do have demonic activity unparalleled in my generation with regard to a murderous spirit that has been unleashed, also a spirit of accusation unleashed, running rampant. The enemy is living large and not really in charge, but because of people's agreements with the enemy, this is where we are. Because of people's agreements with the enemy of life, love, and liberty, right? We are now in captivity as a country, as a society, 
as a whole. And we have become a violent nation. We are, in fact, right on par with Sodom and Gomorrah. It wasn't only the homosexuality that led to their destruction. It was primarily the violence. And your word is very clear about that. And violence is something that is inherent to Lucifer fallen Satan characteristics. You can read that for yourself. And having gone through my small group this morning, we were talking exactly about that with regard to his characteristics. And some of you feel like, I can't go there, Monica, because if I believe that there's always something out to get me, I'm not okay. If I believe that I'm always battling an unseen enemy, I'm not okay. And my answer to you is, whether you believe he is your unseen enemy or you have one or you don't, you are still going to be battling with him. And this is just but one example of what happened in Tennessee. And so you can either be equipped and you can be a smart warrior and you can be an equipped warrior and you know how to stand and with whom to stand and upon what to stand, or you can live in denial. And he will eat your lunch and the lunch of everyone around you and you will and your families will be devoured, whether it's through fear, um, accusation, premature death, illness, right? Envy, jealousy, strife. Where there's envy and strife, there is every bit of confusion, every bit of confusion and every wicked thing. That's what the word says. So your your families are rife with things that are demonic, that are of the demonic's kingdom, that are not indicative or representative of liberty or the author of love in any way, shape, or form. So if you don't know your enemy, how are you supposed to defeat your enemy? And we live in a day and age where no one wants to admit they even have enemies, much less an enemy. And he's really the enemy of all humankind, not just Christians. He is the enemy of all humankind. That is how he is depicted. He is the father of lies. There is no truth in him, according to Scripture. None. And if you think about who and what you're listening to on any given day, and if you want to know more about this, you can sign up at restoredcoaching.org, restoredcoaching.org, code THIRST, T-H-I-R-S-T, you'll get 30% off of your of your class and you can do it with a group of people. You can do it by yourself. It's better with a group that you can sign up with Mitch and, and he'll pop in and I'll pop in and we can do it with you on any given day of the week, work out a time of day and we will be there. We are seeing things broken off of people's lives. We're seeing eyes open, minds open. Like your people are finally getting to understand that they're not at war with themselves, their heavenly father or others. And that is a crucial, crucial foundational principle for people like Audrey Hale. If someone had given her this knowledge, if someone had recaptured her from the snare that was set for her and that people just loved her right on into, right? Love is love. Love is love right? You're so phobic, Monica. You're so fearful of trans and Muslims and anything other than Christians. All of those are accusations. I don't receive that. You shouldn't either. I'm not afraid of any of that, not even a little bit. So I spend way too much time ministering to people around these things. And here's the deal. If you receive the gospel, awesome. If you don't, the word tells me I am to dust my feet. And do you know what the do you know what the dust your feet actually means, which is brand new to my understanding as in the past few days? <laughs> is that you're to dust your feet with contempt. So that whatever befalls that house befalls that house. But you keep on rolling. 
There will be no moss gathered on a rolling stone. Amen. And so you keep rolling with your feet of peace. You're not coming to people's homes with a sword. You're coming with the good news that is easily entreated. It is easily digestible. It's like milk to a child. It's like formula. It's simple. It's easy. It's digestible. It digestible. It's beautiful. It's palatable to those who have a heart to receive it and a mind to hear, ears to hear and eyes to see and a mind to comprehend and a heart to receive. And not everyone's going to. So the word says, dust your feet with contempt. Leave that house. Do not leave your peace upon that house. But you take your peace with you and you keep rolling. You don't have to curse people. You don't have to, you know, murder people with the tongue and all that stuff. No, none of that. You don't have to accuse people in it. You just keep moving Because for every person who rejects the knowledge of Christ and rejects liberation and rejects actual love and rejects being able to teach you how to love people like Audrey Hale and the millions of others out there. See, there's a, there's a, there's a small population now, but what you're not seeing is what's not being reported about the children who are underground and they're being transitioned by their parents and their schools. And they might not have their breasts cut off or butchered, but they are having their minds completely butchered by their school system, by superintendents, by the quote mental health, uh, society by attorneys, by the lawfare, legal system coming after, and parents are joining in too, or parents have no idea what the heck's going on. And many of you are sitting with Audrey's in your house and you don't even know it. Your child could be the next Audrey Hale and you would not even know it because the school system's doing such a great job of hiding all of this from you. And Audrey Hale deserved to know the truth about herself and about her creator and how she was created. Had she known that, church, she, along with six other innocent people, would be alive. So for all the people who have now come after me, online that I somehow and people like me who are Christians and who are who are second amendment believers that we somehow have blood on our hands no 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 honey i reject that in the name of yahusha no that is their blood is precious and their blood is on the enemy's hands not mine Their blood is not on Democrats or liberals or Republicans or Christians or Buddhists or Taoists or Muslims. No. All of that innocent blood is on the hands of our enemy because that's his kingdom. And this is his life. This is his fruit. This is what he produces, not my father's kingdom. Amen. So you have to be willing to stand on the truth. You have to, if you're going to hide in anything, hide in the truth, right? Hide in Psalm 91. That's where, that's where you, that's where you get, you tuck, you get, you get hunkered down under those feathers, right? And it's from that position that you speak to issues of this magnitude and of this nature that are only going to increase. But we have to be prepared to continue to speak grace into situations and what is grace right it is the divine influence on the human heart to be able to comprehend anything of the divine nature of our creator and his ways and his thoughts and his and his positions on things that's what grace is and then you have unmerited favor which is also a component of grace but unless we start to get a real revelation about who our Father is and who we are and who others are in this creation and who our enemy is, we are going to continue to be devoured in the belly 
of hell and our children and our generations after us are going to be the victims of our enemy, our real enemy. Ephesians 6 and 11. Put on the full armor of Yahuwah so that you may stand against the wiles of the enemy. What is the full armor? The mind of Christ, the helmet of salvation. The helmet. So when he's firing those darts at your mind, you've got the mind of Christ, which is self-discipline. It's ordered thoughts. It's ordered understanding. It is submission to the Father. It is it is order. It is love, right? It is understanding. It is wisdom. It's the ability to execute in love and wisdom and grace and mercy your, your life, to execute your faith, to carry it out in this life, to practice your faith is to have the mind of Christ. Amen. Then you've got the breastplate of righteousness to guard your heart. Ah, and people are always like, my heart, I'm going to guard my heart. I'm like, yeah, most of you are so busy guarding your hearts, nobody can ever get in. And that's really something to be proud of, by the way. But that's something that the enemy convinces you is necessary when the word says, guard your heart above all things, for out of it flow the issues of life. Out of your heart, not in. Here's what you have to guard coming in, which is why we wear the full breastplate of righteousness in the belt of truth, which goes around our belly, right? Why is that? The belt of truth. Because lies, the words of a talebearer, go down into your innermost parts of your belly, of your bowels, and causes wounds is what the word says. So if you don't have the truth wrapped around your waist, and somebody lies about you, lies on you, comes towards you with some lies. The enemy comes to you about lies about how you feel in your body. Everybody else is, is cutting off their breasts. Why won't you? If you really loved the trans people, you would embrace all of this, all of this butchering of your children. If you weren't so phobic and afraid, you would just embrace the sexualization of your children and your children being gyrated upon and at sex toy parties at, with adults at, uh, at brunch with drag queens. Forget story time. They've graduated from that. It will not be long. You will have polyamorous relationships in this country involving children. Now, you think I'm nuts, but you thought I was nuts two years ago when I told you this is where we were headed and here we are. We're just a little earlier because the enemy is accelerating his plans for creation, right? But as wickedness abounds, grace abounds all the more. And if grace is abounding, which means it's the divine influence on the human heart to, to understand and to comprehend and to actually practice that which is good and true and noble and in order, guess who has to bring that? You. Me. Anyone who professes Christ who doesn't understand this basic principle of what it means to save the unsaved and to bring Christ into every area of our existence, you are part of the problem. If that's not what you're understanding, if that's not what you understand, you're commissioned to be. Go ye and make disciples of all nations. And disciples of what? We're not creating robots. We're not homogenizing people like the WEF. That's not what we're doing. You are directing people back to their God-given created uniqueness, birthed and created down to their DNA on the cellular level in perfection of beauty and grace and mercy and love and kindness and order of their cellular structure, order in their mental capacity. And if it's not there at birth, if they do have a congenital issue, if they do have genetic disorders and defunct, who apply the blood. Apply the blood of Christ with your mouth, with your faith, with your confession, with your prayers and supplications and petitions to heavenly courts. But you know why we can't do that and expect to see people like Audrey actually healed? Do you know why? It's not your fault. It's not your fault if you're a Republican and you're a Christian. Their blood is not on your hands. But I will say this. 
I will say this about that. We will, as the church, be held accountable for not knowing the truth and not speaking the truth and not living the truth. And every bit of that begins with forgiveness. If you think your prayers are going to hit the prayer bowls of ascension of some type of an aromatic prayer and, and, and savory flavor and smell to a perfect creator who gave everything for you to forgive you of everything. If you think you're going to be allowed to hold on to anything against anyone and petition his courts for the health and the restoration of people like Audrey Hale, you, my dear, are in error because it will not happen. We have to begin at the beginning. I'm not saying forgiveness is easy. It's not. Sometimes it's just not. My late pastor used to joke, women will always forgive you, dot, 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 eventually. There's a lot of truth to that, a lot of truth to that. But if you understand the seriousness of reconciling your account so that your communication is unhindered with the Godhead, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, so that you can petition the heavenlies and be empowered to be able to speak in love and encourage to people like Audrey Hale, you would never again kowtow, you would never again kowtow to society, you would never again hold on to your to all of your, you know, my heart's so important that I just can't let go of that. No, honey, your your heart is no more precious than anyone else's, including the people who victimized you. Sorry. I didn't write it, but I believe it. And as much forgiveness as I've had to exercise in my life, and I'm so grateful for the ability to actually walk in a gift of mercy. I don't let myself off the hook on this. And I've had some pretty heinous things happen to me and actually through me throughout my life. And I got to forgive myself. I got to forgive the people who should have protected me who didn't, who should have had my back and didn't, who should have taught me, you know, according to the nurture, 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 and admonition of the Lord. That was not a skip. That was nurture three times and admonition of the Lord coming alongside me to teach me things about how to do things without having to be perfect or else. I'm talking to a lot of you. This isn't just my testimony. This is yours. And I know because you blow me up in DMs almost every day and emails. So if this is you, own it, cry it out, work it out, snot it out, get your tissue box, get your pen and a piece of paper, write your lists out, your loss lists, and start reconciling stuff. Reconcile it. What did you lose when your parent did not cover you? When your parent did not teach you, what did you lose? What was the loss? We call it trauma. We call it narcissism. We call it ghosting. We call it, what is it? Gaslighting. We got all these neuro crazy, uh, you know, neurodivergence, neuro this, neuro that. And, and true enough, we do have a neurochemistry and a neurobiology. But I'm in all of this madness that we're agreeing. Well, you know, I just don't understand, Monica. And we're just called to love people and not judge them. No, we are called to set the captives free. He came to set the captives free. So when we preach the gospel and we bring the gospel and we bring it in love and we come alongside people in patience and humility and in honor and in grace and we honor where they are in their confusion, we honor it and we still speak the truth. That is power. That is what we're called to do. But you can't do that whenever you're just as broken as Audrey Hale. And some of you, your identities are so fractured. You're just, you just don't happen to be a mass murderer. And you're not confused about your biology. But you're just disem- as disembodied from yourself as she was. And I'm telling you, I know because I've ministered to many of you. If you're cutting, you're disembodied. You throwing up, you're disembodied. Starving yourself, you're disembodied. 
gluttoning, gluttonous, gluttony, stuffing yourself, gorging yourself, you're disembodied. Being drunk every night, you're disembodied. Sexing up with strangers and crazy stuff, you're disembodied. Porn with people online you don't even know, disembodied. What else? Oh my gosh. I can think of every addiction ever that you do against your own body and against your own soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. You're disembodied. I mean, forget about, you can have all that armor on I just talked about, and if you're not standing there with the sword of the spirit, what have you got? If you don't have your, your, your shield of faith, what have you got? If you're not wearing your shoes of peace, what do you got? You're like half naked, naked in the South, N-E-K-K-I-D. So that's what you've got. So we don't even we don't know how to dress. We don't know who we are, whose we are, how to get how to dress in the morning, how to prepare for the day. And every day down here in this world is a battle every day. Right? But we don't stress over that as children of our father. We are vigilant, we are sober. We understand who our enemy is. We understand that he walks about and he roams about like a like a roaring lion. Not that he is. He's like the little kitty you know, who looks at himself in the mirror with a giant lion mane, and that's not who he is. Our Savior is the Lion of Judah. Amen? And when he comes back, he ain't coming back as no lamb that we're about to have at my Greek Easter at Pascha. No, he's coming back as a lion, and it's going to be judgment. And guess who it starts with? Us, the church, which is happening right now. So many of the church is sitting completely fractured as human beings. Our souls are fractured. It began a very long time ago, and nobody wants to sit down and go through the loss lists. And then, and then, and then, in the other side of your register, of all the things that you lost over one thing in your childhood not being protected, maybe you were abused, maybe you're completely neglected, maybe you're always told that you're stupid, maybe your brothers and sisters locked you in the basement, maybe, who knows, right? Maybe, I don't know, maybe you saw abuse against animals, maybe there's any number of things you were left out of everything they barely took care of you or maybe maybe and this is almost worse in this day and age they just showered you you could never do anything wrong you were never instructed or corrected about anything you were the apple of the entire family's eye otherwise known as a little terrorist who got to sit on your throne right i see that in different cultures especially with little boys Little boys who can't do anything wrong, they grow up to just be complete jacklegs who think of women as nothing but hoes. And y'all know I'm right. If you can't say ouch, say amen, or amen, say ouch, whatever. But many of you are living, many people are living fractured. And so what did you lose? What did you lose in that process? There's a loss that needs to be grieved, and there's a loss that needs to be reconciled with the blood of Christ. And you apply that with your mouth. You reconcile with your mouth. You can bring curses and you can bring blessing, life and death with your mouth. Amen. And then you move over to the other side of the register where there's Father, Son, Holy Ghost. What, what did, what, what was it to them? What was the loss to them? What was your loss to them? How did father, what did he lose? What did father, see, some people think, well, no one can ever take anything away from, from God because God is perfect and he is whole, right? But you do know that he feels, right? He feels, he has feelings, he's jealous. He could be angry, he has great compassion, mercy. He, Jesus wept, short of scripture in the entire Bible. Yahushua wept, right? So there's feelings there. The word says not to grieve the Holy Spirit. What does that tell you? Right? There's a very maternal and paternal. There's a mixture there where it's a complete comfort, complete direction, complete correction, complete instruction, complete identity, complete truth and knowledge and wisdom and relationship and fellowship and companionship and adoration. He adores you. He pursues you. He desires you. He wants you. You are his child. You are Christ's bride to be. 
You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's who you are. So you're going to tell me that when you're abused as a child and neglected, or you're told like Audrey Hale, that she she can just live fractured and that means we really love her according to Jesus? What? You're going to tell me that that doesn't grieve our father? That his created being, Audrey, did not know that she was fractured in her identity and in her own body and that she could have been made whole. Or that it doesn't grieve him that you have never been made whole. And you've gone through years of fighting with yourself, with others, loss upon loss upon loss upon loss, anger, wrath, self-abuse, abuse of others. I mean, loss of jobs, loss of families, loss of homes, loss of income, loss of health, loss of joy and peace, loss, 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 loss. You're going to tell me that that doesn't matter to our father? Who cares about every single aspect about us? Who knows every hair on your head or even the ones you've lost or plucked out? You're going to tell me that your bride, your, your groom-to-be doesn't care about how tattered and torn your soul is, how naked you are? how exposed you've been, how exposed others have left you. You're going to tell me that he doesn't care that in your soul, you're still hunched over and, 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 and naked and torn and scraped and tattered and bruised, that he doesn't care about the scrapes and the bruises on you and, and you being basically emotionally molested, mentally raped or physically molested, all of, all of the above. That you were maligned by your parents and told how stupid you are? You're going to tell me that Christ, Yahushua, does not care about that? That he didn't get on a cross for you about that? And to reconcile those who have done all of that to you. You're going to tell me the Holy Spirit does not weep? And does not moan in utterances? Because there's so many wounds down in the bottom of your gut that no one knows about that you don't even know are there. So many fractured parts of ourselves that we just hide and we gloss over and put lipstick on pigs and academia and letters before our names and letters after our names and, and Mrs. and Mr. and it's and thems and they's and who the hell knows and everything in between, right? Academia, all these achievements, Our glorious houses, our bank accounts, our credit cards, our black card, our cars, our shoes, our handbags, our nails, our nose rings, our toys, our utility vehicles, our second, third, and fourth homes, our success in five steps, our real estate investments, all that stuff, right? And and at the very bottom of all that, who do I always find a loudmouth, scared little person who puts on all of this Chanel, all of this, uh, it's not Chanel, it's a veneer. It's a shellac. Look at me, Chanel. Y'all know where my head is. I like me some Chanel. So I'm a Chanel girl, very classy, love Chanel. Now, but I ain't got to live in Chanel to be okay. And I'm not using Chanel to cover up my fractured stuff. No, I usually put my fractured stuff out on public display and it drives some people crazy. But get over it because it's how I've always dealt with being fractured because you know why? I don't stay fractured for long. You can count on that. And whenever I come back, y'all better be ready because I come back because Father has cleaned me up. He has patched me up. He has sutured me. He is the only person who will always be found faithful by my side to put me back in right standing. And when I rise, I rise higher than where I was whenever somebody smashed me down into the dirt. Whatever that is, business, personal, family, doesn't matter. It's been the story of my life. His hand has been on my life since before I even got here. 
And so I'm going to have to give him shout and glory and praise and all of that because I don't have a choice because nobody has been more faithful than my father, his son, and his Holy Spirit in my life. And I will not deny them publicly or privately. And neither should you. The loss of life today, whether you think it's a false flag, it's a bunch of Alex Jones, who knows? These are all actors. Who knows what some of these crazy stories are going to be coming out in the, in the, in the days ahead? I want to encourage you to really wrap your mind about what I'm around about what I'm saying. Wrap your minds around that. When you're fractured, it's really difficult to assist in making others whole. When you're disembodied, it's very difficult for you to understand the concept of disembodiment, which is what is happening on the spirit level and on the physical level here in the earth with regard to the trans movement. The trans trend is what this is. And some of your babies, as sure as you hear me talking right now, are going to wake up 10 years from now. And they're going to look over at some of you as parents and grandparents, and they're going to go, what in the actual hell did you let me do? I'm just telling you, you're going to have a generation of children who with every right, they will have every right to look at you and feel that way. If you're a grandparent and you're watching your grandbabies go through this stuff, and you're not on your knees, you're not getting your own heart right and forgiving people, and you're not sending up petition after petition after petition on behalf of your grandchildren, and that sanity would be restored to your family's lives, and you're not and you're not applying the blood of Christ to your generation bloodlines and to you, and you're not claiming, you're not capturing your babies, you will regret it, and you'll be held accountable. I'm just telling you, this is the economy of the kingdom. You may not be held accountable in this life, but... You will be held accountable, not only for what you knew and didn't do, but for what you didn't know, right? Because there's really no excuse for us not to have knowledge in this day and age. My God, we have access to every form of information. Listen to me. We have GPT, right, dash four, uh, that can tell you more about the gospel than 99.9% of the Christians I encounter on a daily basis. You have artificial intelligence telling me more about the gospel and about Lucifer and about Satan than most of you know. That's a problem. That's a problem. Now imagine how that will be flipped in the years to come. Yeah, when they have churches and, and councils and they've got uh, prosecutions and judges and the entire judicial system, the entire, the entire faith system, right? is predicated upon all these whacked out preachers who are like, Oh, love is love. We got to let everyone come in. And then we just let Jesus deal with them. No, honey, that's not how that works. No, 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 no. We have an instruction manual. We have 66 books of them. And it is time for us to get ourselves together. And father, I thank you for your power, for your glory, for your sanity, for your mercy, your desire for us, your yearning for us, your unwillingness to to just leave us to our own devices as our creator. I thank you for even 10 righteous people in this country who are on their knees consistently praying and petitioning and honoring your order and your system and all of this chaos. Father, I thank you that you have not completely put the lid over the light of the candle of this country. I thank you that we have even a smidgen of oil left in our lamp as a nation and that you, by your infinite mercy and grace, would pour out over us during these super dark times. Father, don't forget us. Don't forget your word. Your word told us to remind you of your promises. I'm reminding you as your daughter of your promises. You promised us you would never leave us. You would never forsake us. Please don't take our light away as a nation. I am begging you to pour more oil out for the sake of the innocent. Give them a chance, Father, through another generation, through two or three or four more generations, Papa. Please don't hold our insanity and our cowardice, 
our rebellion, our obstinance, our rebellion to your word, our obstinance to holding on to our offenses and being and grieving your Holy Spirit. Father, please don't hold that against our children and our children's children. Please. I know you're a merciful father. So I'm praying for mercy to be poured out from your bowls in heaven. For your fire, your holy fire to spread across this country, Father, and open eyes and hearts and minds and mouths. Thank you for dreaming for our, our men, our young men dreaming dreams and prophesying and, and the hearts of the sons will return to the fathers and the fathers to the sons and the daughters to the mothers and the mothers to the daughters. And Father, thank you that we are getting right in these last days that have been here for thousands of years, Father, but that we are getting right with you. Thank you that whoever is disembodied listening to this show tonight, Father, that you begin the healing process, that something is planted in their mind, in their soul, in their heart, in their bodies, and that this word will not return void. I thank you for watering the souls of the people who have listened this evening and who have received. And Father, I pray for the soul of this young woman, Audrey Hale. I pray for her tormented soul, Father, and that you would have mercy on her soul. And I pray for all of those innocent children and the teachers, Father, who didn't know this was going to be their last day. I pray, Father, that they're in glory with you. I pray that your mercy is poured out upon them as well and your grace. And I pray for every family member who is grieving tonight. Grieving. That deep grief that only a parent knows the loss of a child. Mothers and fathers and aunts and uncles. And I pray, Father, that we would shut our mouths as your children until we understand what we're saying and the power of our words. That we would shut our mouths to the political ideation and idolatry, the political suicide that we're all living under right now, the political murder that we're all living under, the political molestation of souls that's going on, coming from a spirit of politics, Father. I pray that you would shut her down. I pray in the name of Yahushua that you would bind that principality and that spirit of politics that is completely occluding this nation, Father, from our soul. And I pray that in her place that you would send winds from the four corners of the earth, Father, you would blow into your creation, your truth, your ways your order, your life, your love, and your liberty, and your restoration. I pray for people and parents listening and grandparents listening. I pray for a breath, a breath of courage to be blown into you, that you stand on the truth of our Father, and you don't waver Thank you, Father, for giving us a chance to get our souls right and our minds right, our hearts right. And we're not perfect at this, but you've said, you've called us to holiness. You've called us to perfection. And so start in my home, wherever I need to be cleaned up in my heart and in my brokenness. Father, thank you for starting with me. Thank you that you clean me out, you clean me up, you put on my bandages, you put a robe over me of your righteousness, you dress me. You brush my hair. You care for me. You sit with me in my spirit. And my soul is revived. And my bones live. And my dreams and my hopes and the vision that you've placed upon me, Father, will not be snuffed out. It will go forth and it will be multiplied according to your purposes, your will, your grace, and your mercy. And I pray that over every person listening to the sound of my voice. That if you have a place to repent, that you do it, and you do it now. If you have a place of confession, you do it, and you do it now. If you have people you need to make peace with, you do it, and do it now. Do not wait another second. If you can't do it by yourself, bring someone else. If you're a part of the body, this is is a command. This isn't my command. I didn't write it, but I read it. I, I believe it, and I try to live it. Inasmuch it's within your power to live at peace with all men, all men, that is our call to action. And if someone won't receive your peace and they will not receive the peace of the gospel, you dust your feet and you keep right on rolling. 
But for those of you who are in the body and you're tired of what's happening to our country and you're on Twitter and on Facebook and InstaScam and all this complaining about where the country's going, the military, the direction, Joe Biden getting up on a, you know, coming down to talk about the murder of all of these innocent people. And he, the best he's got is he thinks he's coming down for chocolate ice cream. I mean, if that's not enough to blow your skirt up, I don't know what is. Uh, but, you know, that's what we stop at. We get all excited over that, and we don't actually go to the root of the problem. We quote Ephesians 6 and 11, Ephesians 6 and 12. We quote that we're at war with powers and principalities and wickedness and high places and darkness and all that. We quote all that, right? But nobody even knows what that means in the body. Nobody knows what that means. You know how I know? Because we don't contend with them on that level. We do not contend for our country. We cry and we petition the courts of heaven. And you know what God says? You know what our Father says? Isaiah 55, baby. Also, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, that means calling people and reconciling with people that you know you need to reconcile with, ask for forgiveness, being humble, right? I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. And if you are going to do emphasis added, Monica, we are part of the land. Not only will we produce in the way of a fruitful land, in the way of crops and resources, which we have been abundantly blessed with in this country, which is why our enemies hate us and they want what we have. Amen. But we will also produce after our own kind in the spirit here in this earth in the way of our children and our great grand, our, our grandchildren, our great grandchildren, our generations. Church, if we could ever figure out that we are our Father's greatest resource in this country's and this world's greatest resource, we would have a very different world. So. I pray for the soul of Audrey, Audrey Hale to be at peace wherever her soul is. And I pray for those three babies, um, those three innocent babies. And I pray that they are at peace tonight. And I pray for the three teachers, Father. And I just pray that you would give us mercy and grace and forgive us for we know not what we do. And pour out your grace even more abundantly, Father, and heal this land. In the name of Yahushua, I pray. I do pray that you'll have a good evening. Join me tomorrow. We'll be back with more life, love, and liberty. This is a night of mourning. It's not a night of arguing and fussing and fighting online. We should be uh, mourning for the loss of our country, to be quite honest with you. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. <laughs>